we're going to read about tribulations and trials. So prepare your spirit. Um, please rise for the word of the Lord. We're going to read from the book of Daniel. We're going to book from the book of Daniel, chapter 3. Book of Daniel, chapter 3. All right. Nebuchadnezzar, the king, made an image of gold, whose height was 60 cubits, and his width 6 cubits. He set it up the plain of Dura, in the province of Babylon. And King Nebuchadnezzar sent the word to gather together the satraps, and the administrators, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the officials of the province to come to the dedication of the image which kings, King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. So the satraps, the administrators, the, governor, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the officials of the province gathered together for the dedication of the image that the king Nebuchadnezzar had set up, and they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then an herald cried out aloud, To you is commanded, O peoples, nations, and language, that at the time you hear the sound of the horn, the flood, the harp, the lyre, and the psaltery, and the symphony with all kind of music, you shall fall down and worship the gold image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And whoever doesn't fall down and worship shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. So at that time, when all the people hear the sound of the horn, the flood, the harp, and lyre, and symphony with all kind of music, all people, nations, and language fell down and worshipped the gold image which King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Therefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came forward and accused the Jews. They spoke and said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that everyone who hears the sounds of the horn, the flood, the harp, the lyre, the psaltery, and symphony with all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the gold image. And whoever doesn't fall down and worship shall be cast in the midst of a burning fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Sadrach, Mesach, Yabed Nego, these men, O king, have no pay to regard to you. 
They do not serve your gods of worship the gold image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, gave the command to bring Sadrach, Mesach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Sadrach, Mesach, and Abednego, that you not serve my gods of worship the gold image which I have set up? Now, if you are ready, at the time you hear the sound of the horn, the flood, the harp, the lyre, and psaltery, in symphony with all kind of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made, good. But if you don't worship, you should be cast immediately into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands. Sadrach, Mesach, Yabednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fire furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and the expression on his face changed toward Sadrach, Mesach, and Abednego. He spoke and commanded that they heat furnace seven times more than was usually heated. And he commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to bind Sadrach, Mesach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and their other garments and were cast in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Sadrach, Mesach, and Abednego. And these three men, Sadrach, Mesach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in haste, and spoke, saying to his consuls, Did we not cast three men bound in the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. Look, he answered, I see four men walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not heard, and the form is like the Son of God. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks, Father God, for this beautiful opportunity, Father, to hear from you, Father God. Uh, we want to ask you, Father God, for your presence, for that promise of your presence, Father God. We're gathering together to hear from you, Father God, and for you only, Father. We already hear from the Word. We already hear what they have to say. We already hear their lies, Father God. 
We want to hear the truth that only comes from you for, because you are true, Father. You are the true and only God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, John Egan, give me the heads up, so we're ready to continue. So we read this, these verses, which... Uh, which for the world might be just a, a story with no meaning. But uh, for us, we know that it's the word of the Lord. And uh, we know that his word uh, wants to encourage us, teach us, and uh, show us how we're supposed to live. And um, I was praying and I was thinking... Um, the crazy times that we're living. And uh, for, for some of us, this is happening right now. And for others, it will happen. We're, we're in, a, in that situation that we have to choose. We have to decide what will be our attitude through the world. The world will ask us. Let's, let's, let's read um, this king Nebuchadnezzar, in the verse one, he built a statue. He he built this huge image of gold. Right? Um, we undeniable, undeniably, we we can see how the world uh, made those idols around us, and. As you know, we're part, we live in this world, uh, but we've been called to, to something greater. Um, as these three, as these three young, young men, those, those Jewish, uh, those Jewish, let's, let's go to, to verse 8. And let's read. Therefore, at the time certain Chaldeans came forward and accused the Jews. Don't get it wrong. You might, uh, you might have a good job. You might have a career. You might be doing good in this world. Uh, but the time is coming, and you will be accused because of your faith, because of your beliefs. And that's what happened to these to this Jews. Not because they were doing something wrong. Not because they were stealing. They were uh, um, doing something wrong. They're just being accused because of their faith. Which is important that we understand to fully, um, to fully grasp, to fully make our own this message. Uh, to be prepared. For the trials and tribulations that we're gonna going through, and then the king, in verse ten, from verse ten to 
14, 13. He, he remembered, he reminded those, those three men that they have to worship that idol. They have to worship that idol that he built. And uh, we're living that. Uh, and sadly, many Christians already decide to worship those idols. Your job can become an idol. Your money can become an idol. Your family can become an idol. And through this lesson, we have to see how we can overcome this these trials and tribulations that the word present to us. And in verse 15, we can see how this defiant king that represents the world. He is testing those, those these, these Christians. He's testing these Jewish. He's testing us, the king of the world, that we, we know who is the king of the world, will test us and make us choose. So, and on top of that, he's trading his Jewish, verse 15, but if you do not worship you should be cast immediately into the midst of a burning fire furnace. And make this question. That is the same question that the word is asking you right now. Through that situation that you're going through. Or will ask you through that situation that you will be going through. Who is the God who will deliver you from my hands. Who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? And uh, sadly, many of us are unable to answer that question. Many of us know more about TikTok, about internet, about YouTube, about sports. And we don't really know who is that God that will deliver us. We don't know who is that living God that will deliver us from the hands of the enemy. Verse 16. Then Sadrach, Mesach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the, from the burning fire furnace, and he will deliver us from your hands, O king. This is, uh, this is a true declaration of faith. 
It's so easy to show faith when you're in the middle of the, of the church, when you are surrounded with other Christians. You feel uh, full of the Spirit and you are all alleluia and amen. But what happened when the world asked you, who is the God that will deliver you from my hands? What happened when is the word that asked you to bow down to those idols? We will stand and declare that the God that we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fire furnace. Look exactly what they say. They say, is able. Do you believe that our God is able to deliver you from that neighbor, from that disease, from that situation? Or you are so tempted to kneel down to bow down, to follow those idols that surround you. And if the verse 17 was amazing, even more is verse 18. 18 is the kind of faith that I want to have is the kind of say, faith that I want you to have. Is the kind of trust, confidence in our God that we need to have. But if not, let it be known to you, O King, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. How many of us are able to stand in front of the enemy knowing and believing that our God is able to deliver us? But trusting him enough to say, but if not, that doesn't change anything. That only happens when your eyes are set in the promise. When your eyes are in that promise, that promise of eternal life. When you fully understand that this life, this precious life that we have is temporary. That everything that we have is temporary. And that the await for us ahead is eternal. It's the only way that in a situation like this you can truly declare, but if not, let it be known to you, O King of this world, 
that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. So this declaration is the only way, the only way that we can go through a fire. The only way. Let's, let's read verse 19. Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury. Because he, he didn't expect that. He didn't expect that these three kids will defy his power, his, his commands, risking their lives. And uh, that's exactly what the world expects from us. He, the world expects us to fail, to bow down, to follow those gold images, those fakes, fake gods. Then verse 19 says, And the expression on his face changed towards Sadrach, Mesach, and Abednego. He spoke and commanded that they heat the furnace seven times more than, is, than it was usually heated. A big mistake that we as a Christians commit is believing that because we follow Almighty God and we have faith, we ain't going to face this kind of situation. And we can see it right here. Verse 19. The things after that declaration of faith, it's not getting any better. It's the other way around. It's getting worse. And that will happen. That will happen to us. Most of the time, that will happen to us. When we declare with all our heart that our God is able to deliver us. Things going to get worse. Things going to get hotter. But who are, who are these guys? Sadrach, Mesach, and Abednego. Those names don't even sound Jewish at all. Well, that's because the world, those Babylonians, those Babylonians already changed their names. Uh, we can read in, in chapter 1. Don't need to go there. You can do it later on. Uh, but that one that we know now, like Sadrach, which means command of Aku, was the, the god of the moon or the Babylonians. His real name was Aniyah, Hananiyah. Is it that Yah means Yahweh. His name means God is gracious. God is gracious. Don't forget that. We, we have to 
we have to put attention to these names. The second one, Mesach. whose name means who is what who is what Aku is. So who is that like that god of the moon? But his true name was Mishael. And I believe all my sisters and my brothers and sisters from uh, the Bible students studies on Friday, they know what the L part means. That's God. Who is what God is? Then they change his name. They change this powerful name because they want them to forget who was his God. Who was their God. Then we have Abednego, which means servant or a slave of Nego or Nebo the god of vegetation. But his true name was Azariah. Yahweh has helped. God has helped. That's, that's his true name. As the sons of God, we have a name. We're being called to be part of God's family. That's our true identity. We are Christians. We are uh, followers of our true identity. Don't be fooled by the world. The world might put you other names. Uh, but we have to remember our identity. And um, they do that. They know about God. They know who they serve. And they're not afraid. They're not afraid at all of this situation. We, we already hear the, their declaration. They trust God because they know, they know God. Hananiah, he knows that Yahweh is gracious. Mishael, he knows that nobody is like God. And Azariah, he knows that God helped him in the past. He knows that. They know that. That's why they can declare that their God whom they serve will be able to deliver them from the burning fire furnace. But let's read. So we, we were in verse 20, and we saw how the king, he commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to bind Sadrach, Mesach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning fire furnace. Mighty men. Don't take it wrong. This declaration of faith only cause the king to be more angry, to be full of fury. 
same will happen. As I mentioned before, the things ain't going to get better. And he want to be sure that they cannot escape. That's why he commands those mighty men. That's why we have verse 20, to let us know that he want to be sure that they condemn to burn in this furnace. Verse 21. Then these men were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning fire furnace. But something happened then. Therefore, verse 22, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace was exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Sadrach, Mesach, and Abednego. Verse 22 want to show us that this furnace is real. And that fire can really kill. So actually kill, um, kill those that are trying to, trying to push uh, Sadrach, Mesach, and Abednego into the fire. But then we can, we can think how they find that faith. How were they able? They know God. They know the word of the Lord without question. That's why they know. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 43, verse 2. They know the word of the Lord. And I believe they were thinking in this verse of the Bible. Because they know it by revelation. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall shall the flames scorch you. And uh, it is true, we sing so many songs that encourage us when we're worshiping the Lord, many songs, and, and, and we sing the promises. But it's in these times, times like this, that we have to remember the word of the Lord. And we have to remember his promises. And we have to remember that he is with us. And we have to remember that nobody is like the king of kings. Doesn't matter how powerful this king he thought that he was. We serve the king of kings. And I know that right now we're so concerned about the mayor, the president. But we have to remember, as they did, we have to remember. Our God is greater. Our king is greater. 
No reason to be afraid. We cannot shake every single time that a new variant of a virus appears. We cannot shake when our bosses mistreat us because of our faith. We cannot shake because the financial situation don't go as we want it to be. We cannot. We have to remember our name. We have to remember that we are being called sons of the living God. We have to remember. Then, the king, verse 24. The king Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. Look, he answered, I see four men loose and walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. How many of us want to experience God's power and see His presence? But how many of us are willing to go through a fire in faith to experience the presence of our Lord? We can see in these verses, and we know who this fourth man is. This one, like the Son of God. And we have that promise. We have that promise from the Lord. I will never leave you nor forsake you. So the question is, why we are so afraid? Why are we shake? When somebody turned the heat of a stove, not even think about this fire furnace. And the answer is, because we don't really know God. We're not willing to declare in faith that we serve the living God, the almighty God. And he is able to deliver us from this fire. And even so, if he don't deliver us, we'll not worship those idols. We prefer to die because we know and trust in his promise, a promise of eternal life. And then, we can see how they're saved and they can be that great testimony for this, for this king. Because at the end, they truly understand 
why we are created for. Let's read it from uh, Isaiah chapter 43. Verse 7. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I have created for my glory, I have formed him. Yes, I have made him. That not clear enough, we can read it in verse 21. These people I have formed for myself, they shall declare my praises. And that was in the mind of these this Jews, these kids. They're not afraid of the king. They're not afraid of the world. They're able to declare to this king that they serve the living God. Because at the end, they understand that they were created for the glory of God. And whatever they do, they want to bring glory to the to the one that created them, to our God. And that's why we can read verse 26. Then Nebuchadnezzar went near to the mouth of the burning fire furnace and spoke, saying, Sadrach, Mesach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. Then Shadrach, Mesach, and Abednego came from the midst of the fire. They knew their purpose in life. They knew that they were created to glorify God, to glorify his name, to be a witness. That's our purpose, Calvary Chapel. Bring glory to God. Don't get fooled by the world. Don't get tempted. Sometimes they don't even need to turn the heat on for us to surrender, for us to bow down. Because we already forget who we are. We already are unable to remember our identity, our identity in Christ. The time is coming, and we will have to declare that we serve the living God that, we, that is able to deliver us, to deliver us. That's why these, these Jews, these kids were able to declare because they knew they can trust God Almighty, because they knew him. They find the true God in his world. That's why I want to encourage you to read the book of Daniel, through the book of Daniel, and see how they, from the beginning, they decide to don't compromise their faith, don't compromise their identity. Regardless that the world want to call them with a different name. They never forgot 
that God was gracious, that nobody is like God. And they didn't forget that God has helped them.